0: The horrificness of the world and move towards the horrificness of Aaron's poetry. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Because your poetry is like the worst thing in the world.
1: Yeah. Good day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just the, the little tongue click there was a very, <laughs> that was the most passive
1: aggressive, like Dave? Rhymer free, it doesn't matter to me, it's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into our poems from youth, yesteryear, or even yesterday. Always asking the question, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron. And I'm Dave. And together this week, we are looking at the first real poem from the third anthology of my high school collection, Analogy of Life.
0: Real poem, bit of a stretch.
1: Oh, yeah. um, Only when comparing it to the stuff we talked about last week. <laughs> 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 so, Dave, as always, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, really, I've got a poem for you, but... Uh... It's just as bad as your poems. I feel like my poem for this week feels like someone wrote it in third grade, but someone with the writing skill of a preschooler.
1: I am very intrigued. Let's just jump right in.
0: Okay. The weather
1: shifts to cool. No more
0: time to sit in the pool. My favorite time of year now is coming near. Cozy under a blanket. I think that I will make it. Hmm. Um, yeah. Right? Some slant mm. rhymes? No meter, really? I'm, i I... <laughs>
1: it just, yeah, didn't do anything. I just anything. like cozy
0: blanky weather.
1: Ah, uh, you see, I, I can somewhat sympathize. I like my sweaters, but, um... I've never been one for blankets. They they bother me. My feet oh, come my on. feet stick out. It's just I uh, feel like you're just you're
0: complaining about having the wrong size of blankets, buddy. That is that is my complaint. Get better blankets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this morning my uh my wife and my son made some bread pudding. And I ate some of that as we watched Great British
1: Bake Off. We watched that um, last night. Oh, nice. It's so good.
0: It makes me so
1: happy. Yeah. First first episode or are you guys? Yeah, we
0: just did the first episode.
1: Cake week. Cake week.
0: Uh, For the next few weeks, this podcast is turning just into a Great British Bake Off review show. How funny was that opening? That Star Wars That's opening? Star, I, you good.
1: know, I think they, they pushed it a little when they brought in uh, Wheezy uh, Paul as um, Darth Vader. I, all worth it for uh, Prubaka. That was, yes. Prubaka was very good. Yeah. Um, a bit behind the scenes, uh, we, we did have a wonderful guest lined up for today. Um, had to cancel last minute for, for good reason.
0: Did he finally listened to the podcast and just said, "Absolutely not." I
1: I, I always worry. <laughs> when...
0: <laughs> we'll hope to reschedule with him soon.
1: Yes, so we are pivoting back to the works of a high school Aaron this no! week.
0: <laughs>
1: what is this poem called? Aaron? Oh, this poem is called Love. Now, remind me, have we had a poem titled Love Before? I don't know. I really
0: try and block out most of these episodes as quickly as I can. I don't
1: think we have, but it feels very generic. It it feels thematically appropriate for everything that you do. Yeah. So, here's love. Love is the greatest gift that comes with the darkest curse. Mm. You give your life to the one you love, and they do so in return. But circumstances will pull you apart in time, death or travel will kill your relationship, and you die right along with it. The curse of the blackest color, for to love, one must be ready to die. For love is life, and when it is taken away from you, all you have left is the empty shell of your former self, Lost and alone, dead.
0: (sighs) Because tonight
1: will be the night that I will cover you over again (laughs) and live to see another day. I swear, why did I do this? I don't know. Why did I do this? No, this is extremely emo. Yeah, Um,
0: like hard emo. I think this is the most fascinating thing about the emo culture. Is the whole, like, love is the greatest gift. But also like, death, doom, turmoil, blah, 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 blah. Like the juxtaposition of how, well, I I just associate emo with darkness and anger and angstiness but there's a big through line of love even though it's usually a pretty shallow idea
1: of love. Yeah, I think that's kind of the draw, right? It's it's right. appealing in that it's it's appealing to the high ideal of like romantic love. Right. And yet it smacks you over the head with but you're unlovable. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 the the ones you love won't love you as much as you love them. Right. Yeah.
0: That unrequited love. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: You know, I was watching just last night. It took me. I um just wasn't in the right headspace to uh, dive into this a couple months ago when it dropped. But FD Signifier hmm. did a a tour de force <laughs> on. The Manosphere. It's oh, a, yes. It's an hour and a half long video essay. And it is really oh, good. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And throughout that episode, all I was thinking was, especially in context of these poems that we're revisiting, I'm like, how close was I to that mm. edge? Right? To the edgelord Lord edge i mean it's just these things that i'm that i'm putting out here of like you love or you're dead Mm -hmm. it's right there yeah and and if i had just fallen down the right rabbit hole at the right time like Thank goodness Reddit wasn't around, or I didn't know <laughs> of it at the time. But that was just so eye-opening and terrifying. Yeah, the FD Signifier video essay on the Manosphere. Very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I think that will inform a lot of the insights that I bring to this season. Just that examination of the Manosphere and the way it preys on yeah. the sense that something's off and yet still tries to appeal to, like, this self-righteousness.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it's really seductive. I know that for a bit I was a fan of Thunderfoot. Have you ever? No. He is... <sighs> he is a very frustrating person, but I found him on YouTube at the right time, and it pushed me down this, like angry angsty upset with the world he had a whole video series about how anita sarkeesian is ruining gaming and blah 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 and i agreed with him because i didn't know any better and like that's kind of his core demographic of just making people hate other people yeah and i think that's that's related to that manosphere stuff
1: yeah yeah So, I yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by exactly what you pointed out. This like love is the greatest gift, but darkest curse. It like totally negates what love I feel like actually is. (laughs) Right, the
0: balance of a relationship rather than just loving from one side. A, A mutual love. Yeah.
1: Very different
0: experience, especially when you think about the different types of love. Like, it's not just relational, like, there's also, like, in your familial love, and that's something we're trying to explain to our son, because he's really upset that he can't marry mommy or his yep. sister.
1: Yep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a phase, it's yeah. weird, it's, yeah, yeah. It's really strange,
0: but, like, I f- <laughs> I say this with love, Aaron, uh, see what I did there? Yeah, I do you have the same level of understanding in this poem of love as my three-year-old son.
1: Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like my son has a more healthy
1: attitude towards love than (laughs) you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You love someone you truly want to be with them. This just, I don't know what is going on here. I was going to say, we need context if there uh, is gosh. any. I can't even tell you. This is such a gray area in like my relationships. Yeah. Because this is f- before my first long-term relationship. Okay. Which is coming up within this year. This is still 2006. But the minute that I get into this long-term relationship that lasts about a year and kind of a year and a half depending yeah. on i mean we did have like one of those like high school breakups get back together type situations yeah but um it's fascinating in that once that happened the poetry kind of dries up for a bit there's uh. yeah so like i associated at this point poetry with expressions of grievances yep I I think that is the emo side of things. It's just like the only place where I was experiencing kind of lyrical Mm -hmm. emotion was in really piney, (laughs) whiny songs targeted to teenage boys. Well, that is something
0: that you see in a lot of different poets is that they have that one kind of central idea that they focus through. Mm. like they have that one hermeneutic that one lens to to inspire their poetry it's just good poets have like interesting things to say about their topic
1: you're telling me walden pond is more interesting than love dave i
0: didn't say thoreau was good
1: snoop (laughs) Yes,
0: this is a Great British Bake Off show and also a Henry David Thoreau call out podcast.
1: A thorough oh. throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you and everything you stand oh, for. Oh, we can make it worse. A thorough, throw <laughs> throwdown. <laughs> Actually, I don't know enough about Thoreau to do anything Thoreau.
0: I just I just remember the ants fighting in his cabin. That's literally all I remember from On Walden Pond.
1: So yeah, as far as context go, it's either the two other people who I pined over that I oscillated between with the with the poems that we talked about in season one and season two. Right. I don't know. Um, I seem to, I seem to indicate here death or travel. I was going to say, it sounds
0: like there's something specific, like somebody moved away that you expected a relationship with, or yeah. you're hoping for a relationship with.
1: And that's, that's the curious thing. Cause I'm trying to think if I ever tried to do a long distance, I mean, there are definitely some people from like, Either like a church camp encounter, encounter sure. or, uh, but, but yeah, I I don't know the travel that I experienced. No, it wouldn't have influenced. I don't think it would have influenced my poetry in two thousand six. But like, I had dear friends, male friends, like who no. who moved away around like when i got into middle school one left and then when i got into junior high one left and then when i got into high school another left so i had like three really good friendships that um just died essentially Mm -hmm. once once they moved away right but this doesn't seem to i don't think that was what i was indicating with that term travel
0: Right. Well, and I'm trying to pick this apart because, like, you you mention relationship and you say the one you love. So I'm assuming it's like a romantic relationship, but I'm trying to give, you know, 16-year-old Aaron some credit here and pretend that you can think of love in a more uh more broad sense
1: yeah if you remove that sense of romantic and broaden this scope to uh familial and platonic and Mm -hmm. uh i still don't like it i still think it's an awful it's an awful reading of love it's that false dichotomy of you either love fully or die without it
0: I am coming back to, I think it's 1 Corinthians. If I have everything that I need, but I do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Mm-hmm. So, like, without love, I have nothing. Uh, I mean, I can kind of see, yeah. I I can, I can warp my perspective on this poem enough to see that in here. That's a quite a stretch. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a stretch, but I'm 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 trying to be more positive, Aaron. I'm I'm working hard at it, but I still really dislike all of your poetry. Yeah,
1: I do too. This is <laughs> <laughs> is there's very little redeemable. Yeah. I think okay, so I think the thing that is worthwhile mm-hmm. about returning to this poem is that it does kind of um Pull back um, the curtain on some of those internal thoughts, right? That a lot of those profiting um, kind of uh, grifters, grifters of yeah, of these like move M- movements, yeah, just exploit to the nth degree, right? Yeah,
0: they yeah the the whole idea is you can take someone's insecurity you can take someone's fear over being unloved or unlovable and rather than helping someone to see why they are lovable why they are worthy of love you say yeah and it's these people's fault or if you use creatine and get big muscles or whatever like you find a way to sell something rather than helping people
1: yeah, if if you're scared of of the curse that comes with love, you just got to lock it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they use the term lock it down. Don't don't feel your
0: emotions.
1: Emotions are for the weak. <laughs> no, not That's lock. Why I haven't not,
0: felt emotions.
1: Not lock the emotions down. Lock <clears throat> down your woman. Oh. Yeah, you see. You're, you're, I I was more so going the direction of
0: Turn it off. Yeah, like, like a, light, a switch. light switch. Just go
1: click. I think, I think that's a different. Uh, that, yeah, that's a different kind of manosphere. Yeah, that's a fear. different grift. Yeah, manis
0: fear. Oh my gosh, manisphobia. Snoop, I got nothing. I'm yeah. sorry. I will say the one thing I like about this poem. The last two lines, I think, could be an interesting exploration of the word dead. Lost and alone, dead. Oh. Like, moving past the physical sense of death, but talking about, like, death in your life. Yeah, that's that's a useful concept. It helps us to deal with actual physical death, but it also gives us words to talk about, like a friend moving away or a Mm. relationship ending you can talk about that as one of those small deaths that happen
1: yes how we experience grief far more in our life than we tend to admit Mm -hmm. yeah when you become lost or alone in the sense of maybe a job not working out or a relationship falling apart or a dream that you once had kind of going off the rails or something there's there's a Oh, and then if we reverse engineer this, and and work up from there, I think there's something redeemable here. And you could talk about how life can, ex- or our, our time on this earth can experience many moments of new birth or new mm. life when yeah. I mean, it is infused with love. So it actually is is the reverse of a curse. It's it's the the undoing of the the being lost and alone. I
0: I want oh my gosh this could actually be really interesting to do one of those I uh, am sure there's a term for it but a poem that you read forwards and then that you read backwards. Ah, oh, should we so try So like it? the first way through is like this angsty um I'm a sad teenager. Yeah. But then reading line by line backwards dead Lost and alone is the empty shell of your former self. All you have left. And when it is taken away from you for uh, for love, so close, but like, I I think you could actually rework this into something where you read it one way and it's that damaged self-loathing, but also self-aggrandizing poem. But then you read it backwards and it's, but all of this is a lie, right? All of this is somebody trying to profit off of your misunderstanding of love.
1: Yeah. Again, I don't, yeah, this would have to be reworked quite a bit, but I, yeah, I see that it could work. I, I just, I really like the third and fourth to last
0: line. Um, all you have left is the empty shell of your former self. But then you reverse those. Is the empty shell of your former self all you have left? Like the fact that works. In a different light. Uh, yeah. I like that.
1: Well, Dave, good or garbage.
0: Hmm. Good or garbage. Well, I don't I don't know if you heard, uh, but in my recording studio, aka my wife's craft room, <laughs> um, out of the window I heard a passing garbage truck. And the reason I heard it was because. Its brakes are very, very squeaky and high pitched and annoying. And I feel like this poem, in all of its prepubescent, well, pubescent. Eh,
1: Yeah. uh, (laughs) You want to talk about your puberty era? (laughs) Mid pubescent mess. In
0: in all of its screechy, whiny emo ness, reminds me of the loud squeaking of a garbage (laughs) truck. faulty breaks
1: <laughs> and and all the garbage it carries i love it dave <laughs> that's a good metaphor i, I like that love one. it okay well we're gonna give you that palate cleanser that we try to every week the words of a true poet so this is a poem titled my love by bruce nugent my love has hair like midnight but midnight fades to dawn My love has eyes like starlight, but starlight fades in the morn. My love has a voice like dewfall, but dewfall dies at a breath. My love has love like life's all, but life's all fades in death.
0: That's nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is an interesting one because I think it's exploring a similar theme. Yeah. Just in a much better way. I'll just give you a fair warning. The next poem in the collection is called Love Two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Roman numerals too. <laughs> so it, it's not, it's not love two. It's love. I, I. Yeah. <laughs> love E. <laughs> so yeah, that's to look forward to. Hopefully we can get a guest in here to break it up, but.
0: Hopefully we can get multiple guests in so that we don't have
1: to ever. Read it again. Yeah.
0: Dear listeners, uh, please, please submit your own poems (laughs) so that we don't have to read Aaron's poetry. Save yourselves from having to listen to Aaron.
1: Honestly, I love our guest episodes far more than this. (laughs) Right? Uh, Well, this has been My Bad Poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. What? It's not worth two whoops. Whoop, whoop. No. <laughs> I'm take one back. There you go. Right.